1: to another episode of the Rancid Gems Podcast. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy.
2: And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, Um, license number 317576. Mm,
1: Compliance is key, ladies and gentlemen, compliance is key. So today we got a phenomenal episode. We got my guy to the left of me, Beyond Whitten. What's up, Beyond? How are you today?
3: I'm great. Great. Thanks for having me. No problem. Unexpectedly.
1: Unexpectingly, so look. Mr. Is, Run the Play. Mr. Run the Play is here, and I'm going to tell you guys a little quick story before we get into this. Beyond wasn't supposed to be on here today. So we had some last-minute cancellations, and Beyond was coming just to support. So when we had those last-minute cancellations, I saw him outside. I said, oh, my god, Beyond is here. That's what's up. I said, you know what? You want to be on a show today? <laughs> and he said, yeah, why not? Run the fucking play." <laughs> so that's how right. he's here today. He was going to be a future guest anyway. So he, you know what, and, and that's what's dope about this, because he came here to support not to be on the show, right. and he wound up being on the show. So um, first of all, thank you, because I know this was last minute. You didn't have, you didn't have to prepare for this. No mm-hmm. time, no nothing. You just said, all right, run the play, and now here we are today. So when God gives you lemons, man, you always got to make, make lemons, lemonade. Lemons. I appreciate it. So, on. let's get this started. When did you fall in
3: love with real estate? fall in love. I'm still not in love with real estate. Mm. Mm. So it wasn't about, uh, I didn't look at it like I was dating real estate or trying to, you know, build a relationship with real estate. What attracted me to real estate was the money. And so from, you know, my former business, pharmaceutical business, uh, I knew that I was done with that or I was going to die or go to prison for life. And so, real estate. When I was introduced to real estate, it was the closest thing to the money that I was used to making. So that's how I got involved in real estate. Man. So it was like
1: a trap or die, basically. Right.
3: Period. Mm. Period. Period. I'm yeah. here for that. So, when did you get started in real estate? I bought my first house at 17. I 17, believe I was 17 years 17. Yes. First of all, where you from? Let's tell the people your market. Yeah. So that way they have. Our and then
2: tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, because yeah. you do so much. <laughs>
3: I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I still live in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm an investor. I used to say I was a real estate investor, but for me, the path is math. So it, it don't path necessarily, the path is math. Mm. So, so it don't necessarily have to be real estate. Like I'm I'm interested in, in passive income. So, you know, whether it's a, I'm part owner of a, a juice bar in Cleveland also invest in other business owners, businesses. So it, it don't matter. The path is math. So it's, it's simple. I like to keep it simple.
4: Mm,
3: uh, I love that. I'm a father. That's one of the. I think that's one of the, one of the top things that I'm most proud of. That's that's what inspires me the most. That's what keeps me going. That's what changed my life. It changed my careers. Uh, without the kids there 's no telling what I would be doing you know period but for for my kids, I wanted to be their role model i didn 't want them to have to look on t v or listen to you know music and i wanted to I wanted to be that I wanted to to leave a deep impression on my kids and what i what I understood as i as I researched you could say a whole bunch of stuff you know you could talk all day, but kids don't really hear what you keep talking about. What they remember most and what impacts them most is them actually seeing you doing the stuff you're talking about. You telling them to, you know, to suck it up and keep moving, but they watching you whine and complain and give up mm. your whole life. So for me, when we, when we talk about legacy and, you know, generational wealth, etc., me being an example What I do on a daily basis, my activities, how I deal with trials, tribulations, how I dealt with being in juvenile facilities, state prison, federal prison, knowing that they watching. And so I wanted to make sure that when when I leave here, I leave a deep impact on them. So they they know beyond any reasonable doubt that they can be, do and have anything because they watch me grow through life, not go through, grow through Mm, life mm. so grow through life, not grow go through grow this thing is about psychology. life is psychology, and so you just change the words around a little bit, and it it, it gives you a different feeling if you 're saying that you 're going through something, you're posture like yeah i 'm going through, but you're like i'm growing i'm growing through this mm. like i 'm growing like i 'm learning, i'm getting better, i'm elevating mm, and yes. so you learn I learned to smile in the storms because crying wouldn 't help me. Mm-hmm. like crying don't help whining I I don't support you <laughs> like so it's psychology whining never helped anybody like I've been in those places I used to ask why me why I'm abused at home why I'm bullied at school why I only got two pair of pants and one pair of shoes that don't match anything that never helped me it didn't serve me
4: mm.
2: so you only focus on what serves you period that's so when we think about that to your business.
3: Right.
2: No, he he don't play no game. I've been following for a while. That's why you focus on when you do when you create your wealth and you have your portfolio, you're looking at what serves you. Not you don't want to just be an investor just because it's a popular thing to do. It's like if if there's no math, there's no cash flowing, you don't want it.
3: Period. All right. So tell us about <laughs> tell us about how you evaluate
2: your deals and tell us a little bit about your portfolio.
3: So In terms of the properties i like i don 't have a specific property I like. I know some people say I only want to invest in, in multi units for whatever reason. again, for me, the path is math so if it's a if it 's a single family home and the numbers make sense and the roi lines up with what i 'm looking for i 'm interested if it's a uh, if it 's an eight unit and the numbers line up i 'm interested if it 's a multi use building and the numbers line up i 'm interested so in my portfolio, I have a mixture, of uh, single families, duplexes, uh, triplex, fourplexes, eight units. Uh, I'm in partnerships with, you know, with multi-units where, where there's eight units on the bottom, 20 units on top. So, again, the path is math. So I, I look for properties that makes both sense, both sense, S-E-N-S-E and C E N. T.S. Mm. Repeat that for the people. Because I don't think they
2: heard it. <laughs> because they didn't hear you the first time.
3: I look for properties that make both sense. And relationships as well. I look at relationships the same way. If it don't make both sense, I'm not interested. Mm. Both sense. Mm. And, I, and it, I come up with these things that help, helps me to keep life simple. Like, that's a simple formula. Like, it needs to make both sense. If our relationship don't make both sense, like, it don't. Mm. If, don't serve either of us right. the same way with the same way with properties
4: okay
3: i, I look at them the same way
2: perfect Damn. So, so how many properties do you own you know we got to put it do so, people the people want to know
3: it, it's funny i never really answered that question Give i never really guess. answered that question because i think that and i'll say 30 plus 30 plus units that's respectable uh, be, between me the kids and some some partnerships um I'll say this. My son, my son's portfolio is uh, it's probably bigger than like anybody that I know, like any people that I came up with different things. Like I didn't even know all the properties Mm. that he held, but it just goes to show that he's watched me closely and he's camera shy. Like if, if anybody here know me and follow me on social media, you see me with my two sons. Almost every day, we work out together. We do business together, like like we like we together. And so it's like my one son, my oldest son. He don't want to be on the camera. So anytime I put the camera on him, like he he sh- he shies away. Mm.
4: Uh,
3: but he's intentional about uh, building his portfolio, making money, and just making the right making the right moves. And I think too, when people ask, like what all I own, whether it's it's, properties, other businesses that I'm involved in, people that's just getting started. I think that sometimes people focus on like somebody else's net worth. Like that's like a major question like a lot of the newbies have and that's not gonna help you grow. Like how much somebody else's worth or how many properties somebody has, that's not gonna help you grow. What may help you grow is the mistakes you make, like asking somebody that been in the game for a while, like what's what's the mistake? What what's your biggest mistake? What, what what's the the lessons that you've learned on this journey, getting started or or where you are now? That's what's gonna help you the most. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to share that more than we share like the, the success, success. Yeah. the wins, and I like I own all these different things. It's like that don't really help. What helps is the, the trials, tribulations, turbulence. When people talk about that. So you, first of all, you know that you're going to have to deal with some stuff in order to get to where you want to go. You can't be, you can't not get rich without risk. Mm -hmm. We don't hear it a lot. We hear like, yeah, you can, you're going to make this money overnight. I'm going to take you zero to 60 in the next 30 days. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It's going to be trials, tribulations. It's like thinking that you're going to get on an airplane. There's never going to be any turbulence. You're going to experience some turbulence. So you might as well have that at the forefront of your mind. The same way with investing. You're going to make a mistake. You, you're going to make mistakes. I'm still learning. I've been in the game 20 plus years and I'm still learning. Mm. I'm still a student of the game. That's why I bought a ticket to come here. I bought a ticket. And Matt looked at something and seen that I bought a ticket and refunded me my money. Yeah. But I, but I bought a ticket because I'm a student of the game. People call me an expert. Somebody was just saying that, man, you're an expert. Like, the information that you just shared, I'm thinking, like, I'm not an expert. I'm thinking, like, when we become experts, like, there's no more use for us down here and then coach take us out of the game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a student.
1: Always.
3: So, you said so much that I want to...
2: I know, I I, I was (laughs) like, let's let's, let's absorb. So, I like
1: what you you said. I, I like everything that you just said right now, but let's start from how did you get your kids involved into the business? Because... You know, most of us, our parents are going to be, or mm-hmm. going to be parents at some point in life. And, you know, we're learning all this stuff, we're, we're creating our assets, but sometimes our kids don't want to take interest in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have a 16 and a 14-year-old, and they understand what's happening here, but, you know, last time, saw a Baby Boss was here with me, but the, oh, I had all three of my kids, but the two oldest like, nah, we don't want to be bothered with that right now, right? So, how did you transition, transition your children into the real estate business?
3: So I'll tell the story from my point of view, but I, I don't think I could tell it better than my kids. That's why when we had talked before and you was like, at some point, you would invite me to the show and I was going to bring my kids with me because, you know, what you I'm doing... Let's do a follow-up, brother. Oh, we, we have to, because yeah. what I'm doing right now is, like, I owe all of that to my kids. Like, you, like the work that they're putting in. Like, I, I owe that to them. But how I got my first son involved when, when, when they were, I got seven kids total. So, yeah, I got seven. Yeah, I got a team. He was working. Run, run, run the he was,
4: was running the plays
3: outside. He was running the plays. Should I had to create my own? I had to create my own team, kind of like what they doing in the league right now. They, yeah. you know, stack they so team. So I, I had to do do the same thing because you know the people that I grew up with, most of my friends, they they wasn't interested. They was interested in somebody carrying them to a championship and I'm not interested in that so but when I used to pick my kids up from from the time they was like five years old I would take them with me to Home Depot picking up material they would go with me looking at properties they would go with me to the title company to the bank and they hated it You know, because like I was giving them seminars every time I picked them up like I'm talking to them and sharing these different things with them because I was wishing that when I was growing up, I had my father in my life to to just be around. Like, you know, I'm playing catch by myself. Mm. You know what I mean? And so just to 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 think about that, it was like, that was like a hurting feeling. So I knew that I was gonna be the opposite of what my father was. So I would, every time I get them, it was like we having these long conversations and I'm just sharing like different things that that, that I'm learning in life. I'm taking them with me, you know, looking at properties. And then I got to a point where I started sending my one son. I think he probably was like 10 at the time. And he seemed a little more interested than everybody else. So what I would do is I would walk him through a property. From, I would walk him through a property, we would pull up to a property, and I would show him how to evaluate the property first with no numbers. So we'd pull up to a property. And I was like, okay, when you pull up, you just want to take notice of, of, of what's in front of you from, from the landscape, the roof, the gutters, the windows, the the side the porch, the walkway, driveway, then you go to the garage, it's the same thing. Then you go in the house, you go to the basement, we're looking at the foundation, the electrical, the plumbing, the heating, you come up, you, the kitchen, living room, dining room, and just survey everything. And then after you survey...
5: You do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones trips to the salon, and weekend getaways that are anything but a getaway. That's why Infiniti fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information.
3: Everything, then you put numbers to it. So I kind of showed them how to put the numbers to it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if the, if the if you got a 15, 15, 14 to 1500 square foot property, uh, to redo the whole roof, you're gonna be in a range of uh, 5000 to 6500 To do the gutters, you're gonna be in a range of 1000 to 1300 Each window gonna cost you 200 a piece, mm. And so I went through everything like that. And so after we did that a couple of times, I would pull up to the house and I would have him get out and tell him how mm. much it's gonna cost mm. to rehab the house, mm. labor and materials, how much it's gonna cost. So I started doing that with him at 10 years old. Mm. And so- I old now? Uh, Brian is 29. And that's the, one
2: that's the big one, the biggest portfolio, right? Yeah, I so bet
3: he does. <laughs> yeah, so, so after doing that a couple of times, he started to learn how to put the put the numbers together. So fast forward, he when he uh, he was about to go to he was about to go to college, and I knew he didn't really want to go to college, but you know, with moms, moms and kids, it's it's a. Uh, it's different because men are not as, most, as emotional as women. So what mommy is like, I want my baby to be safe and I just want the, you know, the best thing. And so me as dad, I'm thinking like, that's not really, he don't really like regular school. So why pay money for him to go to college? I'm thinking, yeah. I don't want to spend my money for him to go to college because I know he don't like regular school. <laughs> but I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna let him decide. I feel like he want to do real estate. But I'm just going to sit back. So long story short, he went to college. And at this time, he was in college. I was on a federal sabbatical. And so I really had a problem. I'm on a federal sabbatical, and I'm paying for college. And, you know, I'm on a federal sabbatical, a.k.a. prison. Mm
2: -hmm. I like the way you said that. (laughs) Uh, It sounds, I mean, yeah, Yeah, I love
3: it. so (laughs) so, So he go to college, and then what happened was, before he went to college, he wasn't a drinker. In college, now he going to parties and like different things starting to happen. And I basically told his mom, I said, listen, he's bored because he's not really interested in college. So now he's doing some other things to pass time. You need to have another conversation with him to let him know that it's okay if he don't want to go to college because he's doing this for, for you, not for his self. Mm. So soon as she told him that, two weeks later, he was home with all his stuff. Uh, the, out of college, and so before I had left on the sabbatical, I gave him. A, 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 I gave him a. Um... I just
2: love the way you say that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're all going to be taking sabbaticals around here. Yeah, it was.
3: I mean, it was <laughs> not you know, that.
2: Not not that. I'm not going mean, to
3: wish that yeah, time. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, but when, well,
2: you away, no when, you, when you go away, taking
3: no
4: When you go away,
2: instead of going on vacation, you guys are going to be going on sabbaticals. Okay, that sounds better. <laughs> you know. <laughs> go ahead.
3: So I gave him a, a, a 71 a 71 Monte Carlo. That I had bought some some years ago, so it was in pristine condition. I gave it to him, and so when I when I came home, he asked me if he could sell it. I said, "It's yours. You can do whatever you want to do with it." So he sold the car. He told me he was empty. He wanted to do some real estate, but I didn't believe him. So he sold the car. He used half of the money to pay for real estate school to get his license, and he used the other half to buy him a Mahindra Accord. And I was like, "Hmm." I, I'm kind of convinced that he's serious. And then after that, he came to work with me for free. And so he worked with me for free on a couple of projects. And I knew that he was serious. And then he, he started to save up his money. And then we, we started going in on pro- mm. properties. So mm. that's, how, that's how he got started. And then what happened was, sometimes your kids can't get it directly from, from you. But it don't matter as long as they get it. And so what happened with him, after he started to partner with me on deals and get checks because most people in our family, like you, you're not, people not getting checks like this. So him being like 22, at the 22, 23 years old, you know, getting these kind of checks, like nobody's getting those kind of checks. So it got the attention of his other, you know, the, the same my same other same kids, they yeah. like, and so they started to get interested. And so the same thing with with, with fitness and working out, he hated working out. But me continuing to, to to be disciplined, and, you know, I'm talking to them, but they see in my actions and activities. So he continued to see me working out. He started working out with me. Now he work out more than I do. And then his brother started working out. Then his sister started working out. So now it's a ripple effect, you know, from mm. investing, fitness, et cetera.
1: Man, that's mm. powerful. Very Man. much so. That's powerful. Birds of a feather flock together. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Birds Absolutely. of a feather
1: flock together, and I think that's powerful that... You didn't force them into it, no. right? Because a lot of people want to force, like, sometimes I want to force my kids into things. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you up. I'm like, what the yep. hell are y'all doing? <laughs> like, you need to be getting this money, right? But then I have to realize, no, they got their own path. But if I keep doing what I'm doing, they're paying attention. And eventually, at some point, I pray that they'll pick up what I'm doing and kind of be what, what your children are doing right now and investing and in, in, in having a great real estate portfolio and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So let's now you got the kids involved. You guys are owning portfolios. I mean, I think that's phenomenal. Talk to us about the Cleveland real estate market because Cleveland is, is a very popular um, It is um, city to invest in. Everyone wants to invest in Cleveland, and there's a lot going on in Cleveland. So 2021 is the summer, COVID. Tell us what's happening um, out there with the evictions. Can you evict in Cleveland? Are tenants paying? How's the process with Section 8? Talk to us about the Cleveland real estate Market mm-hmm. from an
3: investor standpoint. You just asked forty questions in <laughs> one. Yeah. Let's, we want to know. He did attack you. <laughs> yeah. So. So the first question, ask me one at a time. So
1: let's go. How is the Cleveland real estate market with the eviction moratorium?
3: So with the evictions, you can evict wow. if it's a if they're part of a government program. That's a different story. Like so, it's a longer process if they have Section Eight or or Eden that's a longer uh, process. What's eating? Eating is another government program okay. similar to Section 8. They're, like how Section 8 came out the gate, they used to be on top of their business, move rapidly, but now they kind of sw- slowed up and, you know, their program kind of shifted a little bit. Eating is like, they're, they're new. So they fast, they're on top of it. And eating in a lot of cases, eating paid more than Section 8. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, good. Okay. That's a gem.
3: Yeah. I hope y'all wrote that down. Yeah so
1: all right so you can evict if they're not with a government program how long correct. is the process to evict someone in today's you know
3: market about 60 days 60 days about okay. 60 days. so it's
1: landlord friendly correct so it's not Definitely. It's, it's not a tenant friendly state correct love it love it so you can evict someone in 60 days mm-hmm. and there's no statewide moratorium on top of the feds no so you just no send a 30-day notice
3: Pretty much. Intended. Yeah, the whole process is about 60 days. 60 days. About yeah. 60 days. Are you guys, um,
2: there are certain different states. Like I know in North Carolina, we have the padlock. Georgia, they put your things on the side of the road. How is the, pro- the process there?
3: So they basically, you, you have a court date. If they not out, by the time that the judge ordered them out, you can have a moving company sit, there, sit their stuff so out. So they're like Georgia. Correct. All right. Yeah.
2: Good to know.
1: How is it as far as getting your properties ready for these government programs? Because I know every state is different. When it comes to these Section Eight programs and these government programs to get your properties um, approved, like what is that process? Is is it a long process to get approved in Cleveland?
3: No, I think it's not. I think when you put together the right when you put together the right project, I think it's ready for for anything. It's like like not cutting corners and putting band-aids on things, mm -hmm. you know, like no chip paint, like things that you should do anyway. Like so, for me, it's like when when I started uh, Renting Properties to Section 8, I really didn't need to see their guidelines. Like, I put it together like I was gonna live in it. Like, I'm not putting granite and different things like that in it, but I'm putting it together like like I would live in it. And so when I when I first, first started, I was putting it together the opposite way.
4: Mm. Mm.
3: And so what I, what I mean by that, yeah, I was being super cheap. It's Because I brought the same mentality that I had from my prior business at, at, at that point is like I wasn't interested in relationships, and I was just interested in the cash by all means. So I brought that same attitude to real estate, like well, I just want to get paid as fast as possible. So what I what I would do is I would buy a bunch of properties, put them together the cheapest way possible. I wanted to get the best deals, put them together as cheap as possible. I was the property manager knowing that I wasn't a property manager, but it's, mm. <laughs> it, but I, I wanted to keep all the money. Yeah, I was greedy. So I was a property manager. I was putting Band-Aids on everything. So I'm letting anybody move in because I'm knowing that I can get 100%. I could do 100% refinance out on the property real fast. So I let anybody move in. Wasn't doing no background checks. Wasn't doing anything. I ain't had time to do that because I was in a hurry to get to the money before the banks changed the program. Mm-hmm. So what happened was... When you, when you operate like that, and you, you, you say these things called generational wealth because it, it just sounds good, but you're operating in a way like, you're gonna be out of business tomorrow. So what I got was a headache. What I had mm. was, you know, uh, you know 30 plus properties with Band-Aids on them, with tenants that, you it's a turnover like every 90 days, most of the money that was coming in, it had to go to the mortgage. I was upside down because things, they was already broke. Like, I didn't really fully fix it anyway.
4: Yeah.
3: And I had to take a step back, and I was, I, I was stressed out because of the decisions and choices that I made. But I blamed it on real estate, and I got, I, I got tired of real estate. And I, st- I stepped back. I was like, I want to do something else because, like, this is a headache. And when I looked in the mirror and told myself the truth, he like, I could have cried when I looked in the mirror because it was like, why are you looking all around like you blaming? It? It's like, no, it's you. <laughs> like, you the problem.
1: People don't take accountability. You're yes. the problem. They blame everything else and deflect, mm-hmm. but they don't take accountability for what they're doing. That's so. the
3: fastest way to get to wherever you want to go, like, accepting responsibility, no matter if it's... If things going great, if it's going horrible, like, it's you. Like, you the common denominator and all of those things. That's a fact. And once I realized that, and then I lost all the, I lost all the, the, the properties. You know, I owed the bank probably like $1.6 or something like that. And so I was stressed out and lost everything. But once I told myself the truth and I accepted responsibility, it's like I got, a, a, you know, a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, hmm. All you got to do is put the property together right. Put the property together right. Bring in a property manager that this is what they do. It's like a basketball team. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. win a championship, you get the best people that are great at those positions. Yep. And you win a, a championship. It's that simple. Great. Run the so, fucking play. Yeah, Run right, the play. yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what I did. Man. That's good.
2: That was, that's a, that was a real gym right there. So yeah. I know I asked. Mm-hmm. I asked how many houses you, you own, mm-hmm. and he was like, basically, that's none of your business. <laughs> but you doubled back and you you said something so much more powerful and so much more useful. So now that you came back, you're like, now I come back with a new mindset. What are like four simple things that you you're doing right now with every property to prevent the headache that you had before?
3: The good first question. thing, huh? Good question. Oh, it's a great question. The first thing is don't put band-aids on things, like it. It's simple, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're viewing a property, when you look at it, you know if it needs to be replaced. If you walk into a property and you see any rust on a furnace or a hot water tank, you need a brand new furnace, a brand new hot water tank. So you never have to worry about it again. And it's under warranty if something go wrong. Uh, always get alarms. That's another thing I wasn't doing in the beginning because it's like when you're greedy and just focus on money, it your, your vision, it obscures your vision. Like you can't, you cannot see clear and you will wind up like in prison like I did. You'll wind up losing everything like I did because you just focus on the money. The money is a byproduct. The money is a byproduct of doing great business. Money is a byproduct of building strong relationships. Opportunities are a byproduct of Relationships. I'm on this stage because the relationship that we built, one thousand percent. Like it's, yes. it's a relationship. So, don't put band-aids on things. Um, insurance. As soon as you sign on a dotted line to buy a property, get insurance. That's something I didn't do in the beginning. I know it, it sounds, like it sounds elementary. Like you, you, you should, you should know that. And, but most people don't get insurance. It's like. I didn't get insurance. And I remember like yesterday, one of the first properties that I bought, I get a phone call saying, Your house on fire. <laughs> so your house on
5: You do it all without breaking a sweat, and you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to getting the kids ready for school, checking homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your day ones, trips to the salon, and weekend getaways are anything but a getaway. That's why Infiniti fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish, and as versatile as it is serene. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' basketball practices, not to mention your side hustles, it's all done with grace. The all-new Infiniti QX60 has available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. It's the SUV designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information.
3: It was a, a three-unit property that I had. It was a single family in the back and a two-family in the front. And so I pull up, and the house, the house on fire. And I'm standing in the crowd with the people. <laughs> <laughs> So, Cause I was embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassed. It's like, like you own all these properties, and you don't got no insurance. And so I'm standing in the crowd, looking at the, house. like, Stand I don't up. got no insurance. See? Uh, my house burning down. You knew it was over. Yes, yeah, like, dude, I felt stupid, and I was I was embarrassed. Like it didn't make sense, and. It just don't make sense. But it's like we it's like like being honest honest with yourself. It like it'll help you grow so much farther. Like 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 fuck everything else that's going on outside of you or how things may look. Like be honest with yourself. Like cause this thing is it's, it's about you. Like it's about you. Like coach picked you specifically, put you in a game. Coach is God, the game is life, put you in a game because mm. you're more than equipped. To win a championship in your life, but you got to be honest with yourself. W- whatever it is, your strength, your weaknesses, whatever it is, because most of the people that you think are super strong, they' not. Mm-mm. Like we all got things that we don't like about ourselves. We all got things that we c- we can build on. It's always another level. Like you know, okay, somebody buying a house or somebody buying an island. So it's like, Jim, mm. like, mm. mm. you know, so. So always get insurance. And whoever you choose to do business with, whether you're buying a property, buying a course, or whatever it is, make sure you, you vet them out. And I think one of the best ways to, to vet them is talk to five or, 10, five or 10 people that have done business with the individual that you're thinking about doing business with. Talk to five or 10 people that have had success with that individual. like Because everybody can do a great commercial about themselves or their product, or their services. Talk to five or 10 people that have done business with those individuals. And if you're not going to create a lifestyle business, stop basing your decision off of people's lifestyles, the cars they drive, the trips that they take, cha- they take oh, in. I, I gotta take a drink unless I know black.
2: everybody don't see this, I, I got, I, I, yeah. but I was raising my hand because it's yeah. so
3: true. Uh, unless you're building a lifestyle business. Other than that, like, but my lifestyle, the, the watch that I wear, like, how many, pro- like, don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Talk to five or ten people that have done business with, with me or whoever you're thinking about doing business with to see if they had success with those people. Like, it's easy to get a car. Like, it's, it's so easy to get a car. Like, right. I remember getting a car off the showroom floor and then lost it. Like, it's easy to, it's easy to get a car, mm-hmm. to get your credit score up to sign your name on a dotted line or to get somebody to co-sign for you. It's easy to do that. It's easy to get, it's easy to get a house that look cute, Mm -hmm. understand that people, it's not that they're smarter than you. They understand how to market and brand. Mm. So you mesmerized by the marketing and branding. Mm. That's it. Think about it. Think about the system that we involved in, the plays that the government running on us. They're not smarter than us. They know how to market and brand. And they understand that you don't understand the power of your subconscious mind. And they continue to plant seeds and water them that's in your subconscious mind. And they how you believe in things that's crazy as hell once you get in tune with yourself and you start to focus on your personal development and growth. Mm. Yes. People like, man, wow. I'm like, why did I do yes. this 30 years ago? <laughs>
0: Damn. You know, so. it's, it's
2: crazy you said that. <sighs> me, and, me and Matt was just talking the other day. <laughs> what were we just talking about that? I was like, you know what? I just, I don't, I'm no longer, I no longer feel the need to share every time I take a vacation. I mm-hmm. no longer want to share how I'm living, where I'm living, what I'm driving. Like, I just want to post the information. I'll share, if, I, if I'm with, if I want to share my husband, I will. If I want to share my dog, I will. But we're just in, I'm in a different space. We were yeah. just talking about that. And I think mm-hmm. what it is, is because I feel like I, you put, when you're in a certain position, you start seeing your influence. I don't want to influence people to the wrong thing. Yeah. 100%. Right? So I don't want to influence you to think that this is going to happen for you overnight, whatever it is. You know, even when it comes to success, like you said, what are your biggest failures? Like, talk to people about their failures first. I'd rather talk about how I jacked up and messed up something first. Right. So that way you can understand, okay, this is the end result of the mess up. Because there is. It, we are in the microwave age, and you do have to be careful um, when you are in a position where you are... Like, the position we're in, where yeah. we're, we're on the platform, you have to be very careful about how you put things out there because you do have a social responsibility. And yeah. We've been talking about that a lot lately, and it's just crazy you said that on the stage.
1: Yeah, because the younger generation, all they see is where you are today, but don't understand what was the journey and the path that got you here. You know, most of us have been in the business 10, 15, 20-plus years, mm-hmm. and it's been a and lot And have of, failed. And have failed. Mm-hmm. I've failed more times than I want Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too. And I failed hard and lost a lot and had to rebuild myself probably twice yeah. now in my professional life. But people don't know that part. They don't see that part. They only see this. And they think, oh, you're winning. Like, nah, dog. Like, you don't understand what it took for me to get to this position. You don't know. Like, I have to fly here. People are like, oh, you ain't going on tour. We ran to gyms. Never. Fly your ass to Wakanda. You know what I'm and, Because and we, I fly we, here every we month, We're out too. the window. Right. Yeah. We jump
2: out the window and do this podcast. Honestly, like, we talk about yeah. we, we, what we put into this. Like, we ain't trying to have y'all feel sorry for us or nothing, but we put a lot of effort, time, fight, money, and we got to find and vet good people to give you guys valuable information. We don't take this lightly, and we step away from our businesses mm-hmm. for a 10-hour day to to give back to the community, and a lot of this is we just want you to know what we didn't know, yeah, we and we're just like y'all, you see we over here like, wait, we and, take and, and we, we take learning. a mental notes so I'm talking to my sister, take the note what she said, I <laughs> need that for me too, so nice. we're all in it together, so I appreciate I love the way, and i found let me say I found him through another agent friend of mine, he was saying something so motivating about people working together. I didn't even come across your page um, when it came from real estate, it was just. Um, Denise, Denise the broker sent it to me. Shout out to Denise.
1: Shout out to Denise. And
2: um, she was like, Oh, we gotta watch this because we've been talking a lot, and she's a real estate broker in Atlanta, female, and a natural thing people think, oh, they should compete. Whole time we we toasting up. Where we would never compete with each other, right? Choose who you want to go work with, right? And we were talking about how it's hard for us to collaborate, and she sent me your video. And that's how I found you. I said, mm. I mean, I know he's selling real estate, he's doing all kinds of stuff, but he really is motivating, he's giving you the mental. Um, what is it? The mental strength to kind of work through and do anything.
3: That's the key. Like so, people reach out to me for real estate. I feel like 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 God gave me that because you know that what attracts people is money. Like most people, you know what I mean. Like money because of how we've been misled from the beginning. So it got us in these different, you know, financial situations because it's like we like the most powerful thing species on the planet, but there has been some things put in place to make us think otherwise. So it's like That's why we are attracted to that. You know, we second-guess in our genius, right? And the systems have been put in place when you talk about the educational system. From my standpoint, the educational system is put in place to suppress your genius. Mm. Like mm. it's like when you think about it, it's like, okay, in kindergarten, You saying that you want to build a space station, build your own planet. You're super excited. The teacher, when the teacher asks what you want to be, you can't, you raising your hand, you jumping up and you feel like you can do it, right? So visualize that energy. And then by 12th grade, you just want to pay a car note and a house payment. What Mm. happened? Mm, What happened happened? from kindergarten to 12th grade? Right. So so for me, like, I've never been passionate about... Real estate. Like, real estate is something that I know how to do and I share my experiences, my losses, my wins, but the, the, the thing that's going to change your life is you believing that it's possible for you. You believing and understanding that, like, the coach equipped you with everything that you need to win on this planet. You got to stop looking outside. Like, it's an inside game. Mm. It's not outside. If you search for happiness outside of yourself, you'll continue to be lost. I know because I was searching outside of myself for happiness. Mm. And w- what happens is, like, you you, you attach to somebody feeling like this person gonna make me happy, whether male, female, your friend you grew up with, like you're looking for your happiness inside, inside of somebody else, and then the relationship don't work out right, they gone, and now uh, you... You sad and now you're looking for happiness again outside of yourself, inside of somebody else. Can you Mm. imagine coach putting you in a game, right? And your happiness is inside of somebody else and every day you gotta wake up and go look and search for happiness inside of somebody else. It wouldn't make sense. The happiness is is inside of you, but you gotta believe it. You gotta trust and believe. You gotta trust and believe in your infinite intelligence. Mm. Mm. Your God mind. That's the key. Real estate is simple. You pick, you, you, you decide, okay, what do I want from real estate? Do I want capital gains? That mean, like, fix and flip, you know, like retail, uh, you know, selling turnkey to out-of-state and out of country investors? Or do I want monthly passive income? Like, which one of those do I want? Okay, you, 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 once you make that decision, then it's like, okay, what market best fit what I'm looking for if it's, you know, if it's buy and hold? What market best fit buy and hold in my price range? Okay, it may be Cleveland, it may be Detroit, it may be Milwaukee, it may be Memphis. All of those markets are similar when you're talking about price point. You, you, you identify that market. The next thing is you wanna establish some relationships. Life, it, life is relationships. Business is relationships. Mm. People trying to look past building relationships for a one night stand and then wonder why things ain't working out for them. Mm. Uh, Life is relationships. Gems. Business is relationships. So you build some relationships in that market once you identify the market. You could join Facebook groups, invest in Facebook groups that's in the markets that you want to invest in. So you get in the, gr- you get in the groups, figure out how you can add some value. You build some relationships with the individuals that's in the group. You take the relationships offline. Yes. You join the RIA groups that's in the, the cities that you want to invest in. The RIA groups are the Real Estate Investment Associations. They have them in every city. Every city that you want to invest in, they have a Real Estate Investors Association. Basically, a Real Estate investor Association is a group comprised, put together of title companies, lenders, uh, wholesalers, investors that's just starting out, investors that have been in the game for 30 years, those are some of the best places to plug into. That way you can learn and get more familiar with the city. You can get more familiar with the zip codes. What zip codes are great for buying home? What zip codes are great for retail flips? And then you take a trip. You, you get on a plane, you get in your car, you go to that city, mm. Do you go research. to those meetings, yeah. you drive through those neighborhoods. Like, it's a, it's a business. Purchasing real estate would probably be one of your biggest investments that you ever make. So why not spend some money to go build some relationships with people on the ground that you could grow a successful team and business with? Man, I think that's so important that you said,
1: because too many people want to invest out of their state, especially in high-cost states like New York, California, right? Everyone in New York wants to be in Cleveland. Of course. But they never want to go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what Cleveland looks like, right? I'm guilty. <laughs> I, many, I
2: mean, I'm, I'm guilty. I've heard of so, so, so many great things about Cleveland. Multifamily. I know some people that built some properties there. I've heard so many great things, and I'm like, well, how can I just put some money over there? I don't necessarily think I want to catch a flight. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to it, you. But the thing about it is, it is the wrong way to think. I had to take a step back after meeting with um, Roshana mm-hmm. in Chicago. And she took me out. And I said, Now, if I would have just threw my money down here, I'd have been a little, felt a little bit of a way. I'm glad that she took me to her flips and I can see the process and what's going on and how it, and how it takes place. So now I'm like, if I do want to invest, I need to go. Like, don't just listen, because I'm, I'm like, y'all, yeah, I'm listening to Instagram. Instagram told me. I can get multi-family <laughs> <laughs> for cheap, and it's a, and it's more of a cash flow. What I love about your place is a cash flow. Yeah, right, like, you can get multi. You can get a lot of multi-family. See, Atlanta, we don't have any, and so we've been over here knocking ourselves over the head because everybody's like, "I want multi-family in Atlanta." I'm like, "Here are the three.
1: I sent them to Matt. Yeah. here are the three. Yeah. And, and it they're half a million. it was literally three.
2: And, here's the, and they're half a million. They're not, and they're, and they're still not great. How do you want to mm. move forward? But then i'm over there i was like oh 150 200 so it's that leads into our other question tell us like our average price point in the metro Atlanta area is four hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. we have basically tri- doubled, tripled our average price point in the last three years we have went from 285 to three to now we're 450. I'm, i feel like by the end of the year we'll be at five hundred thousand. do you kind of know like and it's and it's crazy because our market has shifted that much, and it it's outpricing a lot of you guys. So now you have an opportunity to talk to someone in the market that may still be within your reach. Tell us a little bit about your market.
3: What specific question? The like specific, specific question
2: is, on average, like for the first-time investor, right, mm-hmm. we have a lot of first-time investors, how much should they spend on a multifamily? What would be the estimated cost of them being able to rehab it? And then... Tanki, the turnkey,
3: and rehab. Yeah. So, so uh, turnkey, two-family, duplex, $70,000, 70, 75000 all in. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rented out for 13, 1300 a month. Mm-hmm. So 1300 a month cash flow. Can you say
2: loan. that one more time for the people in the back? Because I think they were, they, they, were, they were flabbergasted when you said that. <laughs> Why do you so, think I was listening to Instagram about it? Say it one more time.
3: <laughs> turnkey, duplex, seventy to 75000 cash flow on 1300 a month.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: And what about if you're buying a fix, a fix opera that you want to fix and, and, and still hold?
3: Duplex or single? Duplex. Duplex, you're probably going to pay $35,000. 35, 30. mm-hmm. Yeah, 35000
1: And how much in rehab, probably on estimate? Depending on the property. I know that's a general question, but typically.
3: 35, dollars 40000 Okay. Okay, uh, okay. so 35000 like $40,000. And so. You have it. Yeah, so here's the other part of that. Here's why. Here's why wholesaling is one of my favorite strategies. What, what is wholesaling? Let's break down wholesaling. Yes. I'm glad you. Wholesaling is. How, how much you pay for those shoes?
1: Um, I paid probably a thousand for these, but I'm I can a, probably flip them right now for probably two.
3: Right. So wholesaling, but they retail for two hundred. Right. So your guy, you pay how much? I paid a thousand. You paid a thousand. So your, so the person he bought them from. May have bought them, got them for 700 mm-hmm. He may have got a, a relationship, again, a, a relationship where he can get them for 700 without even putting the money up. And he's the middleman, the broker, middleman to Matt for, a, for 1000 And so he makes the in between money. Mm. So, so, wait, so wholesaling, wholesaling is, is, the, is the same way. It's like, okay, we find people that need to sell, not want to sell, but need to sell. Uh, whether it's because of a divorce, whether it's taxes, inherited property that they're not interested in, and we can get the property for pennies on the dollars. And so that gives us the opportunity to use any, any one of the other real estate strategies. It puts us in a driver's seat to where when the market shifts, because the market always shifts, the real estate has cycles. We don't have to scramble around or worrying about what's going to happen in the market like it don't matter if we bought the property right, if we got the property for pennies on the dollar, we don't care what happened with the market. If it goes sideways, if it crashed tomorrow because we got in at a great price point. But if we bought with the intention of a fix and flip to a homeowner, so we bind it specifically to fix and flip to a homeowner, then a the market shift, we may be in trouble because right now people are paying over asking price for properties because they moving off a of motion not knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they paying two months for the property just to say that you got the beautiful property, but if the market goes down, they underwater. They don't have no exit strategies. Like they stuck, and then those properties, like the young lady said when she was up here, Pam, she said she bought those 51, she, she bought that land and was building those properties to flip them, mm-hmm. but the market shifted in 2007 she couldn't flip them because the banks froze everything. They wasn't doing any lending. So they backed out. So now she was stuck. And she said she sat on them for two years. So the reason why I like wholesaling is because, again, you're getting the properties for pennies on a dollar. So no matter what's happening with the market, mm-hmm. you're in a great position. You can could, you could rent it out. You're going to be in a great position. You could not do anything to it and sell it to somebody else and make a profit. You could rehab it, and sell it to a homeowner, make a profit. You could rehab it, put a tenant in place, and sell it as a turnkey investment to an out-of-state or out-of-country investor, and you're still in a great position. You just
2: gave them too many ways to make money. Did did y'all write that down? (laughs) All right. So
1: what are are the three steps to get started with wholesaling?
3: So it's three steps. So uh, a simple way is, you could again we go back to building relationships. I know people are not interested in building relationships, they're interested in one night stands, but it's so many benefits to it's so many benefits to building relationships. When you so one of my first wholesale deals, before he wholesaling became popular and like this household name, I had relationships. You know, I was focused on building relationships. So a friend of mine said that he was interested in buying some properties because he wanted to buy. A helicopter, but he wanted to use, spend his cash to buy some properties and take the rental income from the properties and pay for the helicopter. So I got introduced to another individual that was interested in selling his portfolio. He had a portfolio that he wanted to sell. So we worked out a number. We worked out a number which was gonna get him the number that he wanted. My guy over here was comfortable with the number that I brought brought to him the ROI that he was looking for. He was looking for a uh, 14% return and I made 50,000, 50, on a deal. Mm. And I just connected the two people and made 50,000. He wanted to sell a portfolio, he wanted to buy a portfolio and I basically brokered, brokered the deal. Mm. So one of the simplest ways is just building relationships and just connecting, connecting the people. Mm. That's one of the simplest ways. Another way is, connecting with other wholesalers. So you may have a wholesaler that's strong at getting contracts, getting properties on a contract, but he don't have anybody to sell them to, right? If you focus on building relationships with individuals that's looking to buy in the the markets where you could buy properties for $70,000 or even $50,000, when you talk about Cleveland, Detroit, Memphis, Milwaukee, if you focus on, Connecting with those individuals New Yorkers people in California you could partner with a wholesaler that already have properties under contract and you could bring your buyers to the table and y'all can split the profit that's going to be in between each one of those deals mm.
2: Mm. that's the gym not, not forgetting Atlanta there's people in Atlanta <laughs>
1: <laughs> can't leave out
3: Wakanda. can't leave
2: out kid not leave out Atlanta we we definitely are excited about this. in the market over <laughs> yeah. there. Again, yeah, make, I'm, you're I'm,
1: making money out here. They right
2: make, yeah, it's different. It's different down there. $70,000 for a duplex.
1: Yeah.
4: That's yeah.
1: So let me ask you this, right? Because you said New York, right? And, I, you know, obviously I'm in New York. So a lot of people want to invest, out-of-state investing, right? What, what are the tips to build a team if you're going to invest from out-of-state, in a state or a city like Cleveland? Like, how, how are they... I know you say you got to come to the city, you got to come right. to the town, but, like, what else can you give them? Because a lot of people in these high-cost areas, they can't afford to invest where they live. So how do they go about really building these teams and, and being successful with this?
3: Again, it goes back to, like, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same thing, like, building a relationship. Like, it's all building relationships. Like, there's no secret or no specific way to build a relationship. It's about adding value, like getting to know somebody, paying attention to energy, uh, not just focus on the money, because if you just focus on the money, you will miss all of the blind spots. Mm -hmm. like genuinely be interested in building relationships. Like I can't really give you any secrets or uh, I could tell you some stuff that sound good, but I build relationships based upon like first of all, energy, right? When I first started, I, w- I didn't pay attention to energy. I only paid attention to the money. So if I knew that I could make money with this person or I needed them, because they was a missing piece to me reaching my goals and making money, I overlooked all of the signs. I overlooked them showing up late. I overlooked like my infinite intelligence telling me that something is off uh, about this person right? When you just focus on the money, you you override all of the signs. It's like, when you really think about it in in your life, right? Because it got to make sense for y'all, not just for me. It got to make sense for y'all. So when you think about relationships in your life that went left, they didn't just automatically one day it just went left. If you tell yourself the truth, you would say, you know what? I overrode this sign, that sign. I was just focused on what I really wanted and, but I overlooked all of the signs. It's like people saying that they, they engines went out in their car, but your oil light been on for three months. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, so, yeah. so, so uh, again, the, the, the catastrophes that I've had with contractors, I seen all the signs and I ignored all of the signs because I wanted them to do this work at this certain price, mm-hmm. that I knew really didn't make sense, but I wanted to make X amount of dollars, and I knew that they was gonna do the whole project for <laughs> you know for, for a say. number that didn't really make sense. And I knew that this wasn't the guy. I knew that this wasn't the guy. If he called me at eight o'clock at night, yeah, I'm finished. Like that ain't the guy. Right. Like he has a money problem already. And at some point, you're going to have a, a headache. You're just prolonging a headache mm. when you really need to deal with this head on right now. So I know that people are, you know, you look for, you know, you're looking for these things that sound good. And, like, I'm not into that. I want to I wanna tell and share with you the things that really help me, help me get here, the things that continue to help me. And it's like, first of all, paying attention to yourself, like paying attention to yourself, like working on yourself. So you working on yourself, is easier for you to recognize bullshit.
2: I love that. Like
3: it's easier for you to recognize. Getting more money don't help you do that. Getting more money don't help you with your personal development and growth. Getting more money don't help you deal with storms. Because how is it somebody got millions of dollars and then they kill self? So that won't help you. You know, I thought that that would help you. You know, I had in my mind that, okay, I get to this certain amount of money and then life is just going to be... And then I got the money and I was stressed out. And I was yes. like, something ain't right about this. I bird. got the money. I focused on getting this money. And I got the money and I'm unhappy. <laughs> and that's when I figured, that's when I realized like, it's not the money. It's, it's, not, it's the money. not the money. Like, the happiness is not in the money. It's not in the money. How are people rich killing themselves and they got all the money? Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's not the money. Like, the money won't set you free. Like it won't. What you chase won't set you free. Oh, what that's you a chase? Gem. Anybody <laughs> have any questions?
1: What you, would you chase won't set you free. No, I I, I really I love like that. One. that. Yeah, so. What you chase won't, won't set, set you free. free. Damn, you, man, you got a lot. I'm, I'm about to use a lot of these quotes and confirmations, there, brother. Did somebody
2: write this down for us? <laughs> you
1: got the book. <laughs> I got oh, the book. Quote, so, quotes yeah. and confirmations. Yeah. You know, it's a great book. I need to get the
2: book.
1: Everybody need to get the book. Well, yeah,
2: we need to know. We got some questions.
1: What the, what? Quote, quotes, <laughs> quotes and confirmations. But go to the link in his bio and on Instagram. He's going to say that at the end.
2: Hi, I'm Taisha Jones. I'm from New Orleans. I'm following instructions from last year. You came year. in from New Orleans? You came in here from New Orleans?
1: Shout out to you, Shout. Shout out to you. <laughs> so <Voting>. my, uh,
2: <laughs> my question is can you recommend a good method for locating the owners of the properties on your wholesale? Like, what's a good
3: skip tracer? Um... Batch skip tracing.
2: Somebody write that down for me. Batch. Batch.
3: Yup, that's what we use. Batch skip tracing.
2: Okay. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Good you, question. You're a straight
2: shooter. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> this, like, this that's is the so,
3: simplest
4: way. Like, this is yeah. my first time yeah, simplest, used this so That yeah. was such a straight yeah. shooter.
2: Because you know, a lot of people be around here too easy trying to sell something and they just don't want to just say it. Just say it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. 100%. My name is Ashante.
5: I'm from Houston, Texas. Um,
1: You flew in from Houston?
5: Yeah. Houston in the house. I'm
1: loving all... First of all, I'm loving all y'all who flew in from all these different cities. Shout out to y'all. More wine. Okay.
2: (laughs) I have two questions. You said um, Eden for the section... That's like Section 8, E-D-E-N? Yes. Okay, thank you. And then you talked about two big losses. uh, Your fire without insurance and then when you lost 30 properties from your sabbatical. Um, What does it look like when you rebuild after that? Are there credit issues? Are there money issues? Are there trust issues with people working with you again? How do you rebuild after a loss?
3: Oh, good question. Good question. Great
4: question.
3: Thank you. So when you say credit, so when I started to rebuild, my kid's mom actually helped me rebuild. So she had great credit. And so she helped me rebuild and also used a, a hard money lender. Somebody introduced me to. And the funny thing with that was before that, like I was using most of my own money, like, the, you know, the money that I had when I worked in the other industry. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: uh,
3: yeah, so, so I got introduced to a, a hard money lender and we did we did one project and. With the the one project.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.